Hey there, fellow nerd. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Pham. I'd like to extend a special warm welcome if you're a new listener and a welcome back if you're returning. Our main goal at Popner Lounge is simply to inspire you through conversations. Regardless if you're creative or not, we hope these stories move you to live your passion. To follow our narrative, make sure you're subscribed to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to let us know how we're doing, give us a shout out on our social media at Popner Lounge on Instagram and Twitter. Today's guest made a recent appearance on season 17 of The Voice. He instantly captivated the judges by starting his audition with a cappella. Not only did he receive coaching from EGOT winner John Legend, but he was fortunate enough to also be coached by Kelly Clarkson. We discussed growing up in a large family, how he began performing through the school choir, and how he felt about John Legend using his only block to have him on his team. Please welcome my guest, Max Boyle. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Max Boyle, who you might recognize from this season of The Voice. Max, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. You are the youngest of six siblings. What was it like growing up in a large family? Oh my gosh, it was a lot of fun. And it was kind of hectic at the same time <laughs> when, when, when all the kids were living in the house. Just fighting over the bathroom and fighting over who's going to shower next. And uh, But it was cool being the youngest. I basically looked up to all my siblings and, you know, they taught me how to play sports. And they were always playing guitar or, or the piano just around the house. So it was cool. You grew up in a musical family, but what made you decide to go down the athletic route when you were growing up versus continuing with music? Well, while my while my family was musical it was they were kind of just kind of like casually musical uh sports were basically the main focus of my family that was pretty much everyone's hobby and focus growing up everyone played uh you know i'm the youngest of six kids and and uh, five of us are are boys so we all played football and stuff and uh, so i really just just wanted to be like my older siblings and my dad was you know, he coached all of us growing up in like in football and all the other sports. So uh, basically, I just wanted wanted to be like my siblings. Did you see a shift in your mood after you became a part of like the school choir, exercising more of that like creative side? Yeah, um, that was kind of like my first taste of actually ever performing for people. So yeah, I guess. You know, I was, I've always been, I, like, up until that point of joining our school's gospel choir, I'd never sang for people um, ever, really. And so that kind of started my journey in into performing and started, you know, started me, you know, starting to gain some confidence with performing. 
You got a degree in psychology, but you're pretty committed with your music, with gigs and releasing songs. Do you think your degree in psychology helped you in any way with uh, performing music? Yeah, I think uh, psychology, you know, studying it kind of helps you understand yourself a little bit more. It helps you understand other people a little bit more. Um, so with that, it kind of helps you become more empathetic and it kind of helps you... Um, you know, analyze your own thoughts better. And that that's useful when, um, you know, when you're writing songs. I feel like you can connect with whoever is listening to your music better. If you tap into these emotions or just try to understand better on an emotional and mental level, right? Yeah. Your song always is absolutely gorgeous. And can you tell me the story behind the record? Yeah. So basically it's just, it stems from a breakup where we both just didn't really see our futures aligning and it wasn't because you know we hated each other or things went completely south it was basically because we had two different plans going forward so it's kind of just saying like i wish it didn't have to end like i'll always still love you no matter what but it's it's, you know it stinks that you know we have to you know that even though we still love each other that we have to go separate ways you list John Mayer, Ed Sheeran, and J.P. Cooper as some of your influences. Do you see yourself going down the singer-songwriter folk route, or do you just want to experiment with different genres before like actually being classified as a certain one? Yeah, I'd, um, I'd say like right now, I really that, that's mainly the stuff I write. Like when I write, it's typically just me and my guitar, so it you know naturally just has more of that singer songwriter folk type vibe to it. Um, but you know, I'm always open to collaborating or working with people because I think there's so many different, you know, so many cool different, you know, types of music that, you know, I'd like to be a part of. So I think going down, you know, later down the road, um, I would, I'd be more likely to experiment a little bit more. I think you shocked a lot of people when your audition song started off just acapella. And some people would view it as like a risky choice, but like what made you want to take that risk? Because like they're already turned around, so they can't even see you. So like they're focusing on your voice. So what made you want to kick off the song with acapella? I thought, honestly, I thought it'd be kind of a strategic choice where, you know, it's completely different from, you know, anything any of any of the other auditions you know they're not looking at you so they don't know what to expect and then once they only hear a voice and hear that it's acapella it's something that's cool and it, it, it's kind of like a, a bolder choice so you know i was nervous about it but you know i felt pretty good about it because i thought it would be something like different and fresh for them to hear and it was. I, I I honestly enjoyed it. I was watching the auditions and for me, like that initial second when you started singing, I was like, that's that's different. You know, nobody that <laughs> I don't think anybody has just started kicking off their song with acapella. So I thought that was a refreshing take after so many seasons. So yeah, I thought thought it was new and refreshing. Thank you. <laughs> Before any of the chairs had turned, did you envision yourself being on one of the coaches teams like did you specifically want to be on kelly's team or blake's team did you have like a vision of who you wanted to choose so i, I basically i was 
pretty much between John and Kelly. <laughs> so those are the two that I I would have I would have uh, picked. And so once John used his block, and they were only two that turned, he basically he made the decision for me. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about John using his block on you? They only get one, and it takes a certain singer to actually you know make a judge hit their block so how did you feel seeing that he blocked kelly i so at first i didn't even notice it like i I didn't notice it until i don't think they showed it really on the uh when my audition aired but i didn't really notice it until kelly started talking and i was like why are you sad and she like pointed down at her thing and it said it was blocked i was like oh but it's it's a huge honor that john john uses block i mean they only get one so i guess you know it says something it does. It does. Your vocal range is absolutely crazy. I think you picked a great song that showcased that. How hard was it to pick a song to display your strengths in 90 seconds? It was definitely hard because there's there's a lot of choices or there's a few that, you know, that I like to sing that I know are like my, my strong, stronger songs. And it's kind of just, you know, sitting back and, and and trying to think about which which song would showcase my voice the best and I think uh, I landed on Wayfaring Stranger because um, it has runs I can go into my falsetto I can belt in it and I can start it off acapella so I thought it all had um, cool aspects to it that um, could showcase my strengths. What are you hoping to learn from John along this journey? I'm hoping to learn how to become a better performer, um, how to be, you know, more comfortable on stage, you know, how to become, you know, how to express myself more um, as an artist. Uh, I think he's an amazing songwriter, an amazing artist, um, and a really cool dude. So, you know, I think, you know, I can learn a ton from him. What's your overall mission and goal in music? My overall mission and goal is, you know, personally, I want to sing for as many people and I want as many people as possible to hear my music and I want to help people through music and I want, you know, people to connect uh, through my music and to my music and I just want to do that on the biggest scale possible. So uh, what do you do when you're discouraged or your ideas get rejected? Um, you know, uh, for the most part, like, I, you know, I'll, it'll hurt for a second, maybe. It'll hurt for a little bit, <laughs> but um, it really depends. It depends how, you know, connected I, like how attached or or connected I am to a certain idea or song or something. Um, and it depends who it's coming from. If it's, if it's coming from somebody like John Legend or somebody that I respect or somebody that, you know, knows what they're talking about, then uh, I definitely listen and I take criticism and I, you know, try to apply it to whatever. But um, if it's just somebody like a hater or, or somebody like that, that <laughs> that's the that type of thing you just have to, have to brush off. 
the thing is to analyze if it is constructive criticism. Like if it's benefiting you, then you you want it to help you grow. Yeah, exactly. But if it, like you said, if it's just a hater, <laughs> then you know you can just brush it off because we're we're better than that. Yeah. We're like we're we're grown That's humans, right? right? Okay. Like <laughs> so, uh, what's something that you want to do in the next year that you've never done before? Oh gosh, I mean, there's tons of things. There's tons of things I'd want to do. It just depends how. Like realistically, um, uh, I want to move. I, I live uh, at home in in Toledo, Ohio, uh, where I was born and raised. And in the next year, I'd like to move um, to Nashville or LA, and I'm leaning towards Nashville right now. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Nice, nice. Nashville would be a good music city. I feel like it's such a creative city that is underrated because everybody focuses on LA or New York. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Nashville has Nashville has its credits. Like a lot of music superstars were out of there. So yeah, I feel like it has a lot of credibility when it comes to music. So that'll be that'll be cool. Yeah. yeah. From what I understand there's there's uh, you know, a ton of songwriting going on and I know you know, just people from this ex- this whole experience with the voice that live down there and I you know, it seems it seems like a huge like collaborative space. <laughs> <laughs> so, if music is the language of emotions, what song would best represent you when you're happy? Oh gosh! Um, <laughs> oh gosh! The first one that pops into my head is obviously "Happy" by Pharrell, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, there's so many, so many good songs. Oh. I feel good. No, 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 no. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Classic. Classic. (laughs) If there were 26 hours in a day, what would you want to do more of? Um, well, honestly, my favorite part, my favorite part of the day is like at night once everybody goes to sleep. And, um, so on, and that's like when I write songs and all that. And so I would honestly just, stay awake for two more hours and write for two more hours. (laughs) I feel like that's all of us creatives. If we had extra time in our day, I feel like it's just spent creating something, whether if it's in our field or not, we were just like, let me just be creative for the next two hours. Cause it's just in this. We were like, we have to be creative throughout the day or else it's just, it hurts our soul. if we're not. So I'm all about celebrating good humans. Who's a good human in your life and why do you want to celebrate them? Oh, geez. Um, I would say um, my parents. I, mean, I know it's two, but uh, my parents are, are great humans. They, um, you know, I look up to them and, you know, they raise six kids, which is amazing. And, um, you know, successfully, everyone's doing well. And, um, yeah, I think they just, you know, and their relationship to each other is, you know, inspiring. Um, so they're just, they're wonderful people. Yeah. If you had to give... Anybody advice out there who might consider auditioning on the voice like you did or taking their shot with their talents and skills, what would you tell them? Um, I would say um, it's kind of cliche, but obviously um, believe in yourself. 
Um, it's easy to uh, get very nitpicky and to get insecure and to, um, you know, let what other people think really affect how you act and how you perform, um, which is something that, you know, I'm constantly kind of dealing with, just trying to make sure I, I stay confident and try not to let what people think of me bother me too much. So that's something that, especially going into a show like this, uh, is really important. Um, and also uh, practice, <laughs> practice a lot, uh, just so that helps you even become more confident. The more you practice, the better you get, the more confident you feel in your abilities. So, yeah, uh, basically just believe in, believe in yourself. Uh, you know, don't let don't let what others think about you affect you too much and uh, and practice. Wonderful. Well, you have been just an amazing guest for this episode, uh-huh. and I'm so glad that I was able to bring you on my show. So let the people know where they can find you on social media, maybe where they can listen to your music. And yeah, just uh, let them know where they can connect with you. Yeah, um, I'm on social media at Max Boyle Music, pretty much on all, all platforms. Uh, and you can find uh, any of my songs on Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes and basically anywhere that you listen to music. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. This was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is fun. I really enjoyed Max's response about perceiving feedback. Constructive feedback helps us grow, but if it's negative noise, it harms us. Think about the source and what value they have behind their words. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Max, visit the link in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executive produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. V serves as the producer and creative director, and Steph Pham is the host and the show's editor. For all things Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. Thanks for joining us for a conversation for creatives by creatives. We hope you tune in next time for Popner Lounge. I'm Steph Pham.